is Desiree Shaw. I'm a psychotherapist and I vlog and I podcast. I practice at the Priory and privately. I'm on a mission to make therapy accessible and change the world one thought at a time. Welcome. Welcome to my series on November. And kicking it off on the 1st of November is why don't men talk about their feelings? I'm, I'm going to be... Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a guest in shortly, my husband, who is actually gonna give us some light and we're gonna have a discussion about this topic. Before he does come in on the podcast, he'll be joining me soon. I'm just gonna open up to why don't men talk about their feelings and explore November because November is a really important month to to raise mental health awareness for men and all things to do with men health because it's known in society that men actually don't talk and they're least likely to go and visit the doctor so we have november to say hey guys look after yourself so why don't men talk about their feelings so simply put the straight up answer many men aren't raised with the tools and skills to do so Men are taught to be strong, run, lift, bring home the bacon, build, do more, you know, make more money. We don't account for the natural human emotion that runs through all of us as human beings as even being a factor for men. So we train men from, you know, boys from the age of, you know, actually turning into puberty, be a man, toughen up. Don't be a big girl's blouse. You know that saying. <laughs> Always makes me laugh. So based on that, I I started to create my vlogs on the Tortured Superhero, which is solely about the plights of men's mental health and distinguishing between the Marvel comic superheroes and men, because all those Marvel comic superheroes all have mental illness. Some have mental illness, some have mental health struggles. Wolverine, definitely PTSD and depression. The Hulk, definitely personality disorder, definitely a did. Spider-Man and his spider senses are fueled with anxiety. Anyway, I could go on. But the point that I'm making in this podcast is to highlight why men don't talk. And because men don't talk, what we create in society is a very toxic environment. When we send the message that big boys don't cry and men mustn't cry, we portion emotion into roles. Women are trained to communicate and, and affect their emotions, be it negatively or positively. But men are told to go and play football, run it out. Take a cold shower. <laughs> yeah, Don't feel it. Run and hide from what you're really feeling. When we are faced with statistics stating that over 76% of suicides are men. That's a huge, you know, that's huge. 70, over 76%. When I first saw that years ago, I thought, what's going on? We have to, we have to deal with this. We have to say, hey, something's going on. Because we have to deal with an overwhelming amount of evidence 
that clearly states that men do have emotions. They do have difficulties and they clearly are not talking about it and need to. So why don't men talk? Why are there so many concepts about men being boys, men and their toys? Men don't and can't connect. Men don't talk. Men can't open up. Well, when this is a narrative, so many men simply get pushed into their own heads and struggle to even attempt to venture into the world of emotional responsibility. The world of feeling uncomfortable emotions often goes avoided because we just haven't told them up. We're responsible, mums and dads, responsible for our sons and our nephews and our uncles and our dads and our grandparents not being able to share their emotions. Society takes a particular stance when it comes to gender roles and behaviours. Women are observed as too emotional, men too cold. Women speak too much, men don't speak at all. I mean, it's a load of rubbish, to be honest with you. <laughs> from, from my experience as a therapist and having worked with hundreds of men over the years, I have noticed that men spend a lot of time in their own heads, anxious about saying how they really feel for fear of reprieve or how they may be interpreted and seen. As a whole, we are people, all genders and you know, non-specific, specified, we're all humans. And we have a tendency to want to fit in. And often in doing so, we lie to ourselves in an attempt to survive and not be seen as weird and different. And that's what many men do. Hide behind their emotions. Can men benefit from opening up? Can men bridge that gap of emotional deprivation and free themselves from their own emotional funk? Would there be a decrease in male suicide if men were talking? If men were able to open up and express their emotional needs, would suicides go down for men? The 76% is pretty high, very high. I'd like to see that happen. And I believe that raising awareness for men's mental health and providing the tools to support men to speak up about their emotions and, them, and what's going on for them would help release the intense feelings that often go unignored, you know, ignored by society, ignored by everyone. So how would we do this? I personally suggest a toolkit on how to converse and express oneself effectively as a man. I never thought it real or possible until I saw grown men bullied by partners, family members, afraid to speak up because they didn't know how to broach how they felt. It's common, it's real and it does happen. The stigma of being known to be a man who faces bullying by females hits on the self-esteem, confidence, sense of self, and often rings out notes of failure. And because men fear failing by all means necessary, they are compelled to succeed or appear as if they are. As humans, 
We hate failing, and many of us fake the funk, pretend we are succeeding by means of how we dress, the car we drive, the house we live in, all the while facing huge debts and fearing exposure. The inability to say, I am struggling, I need help, this is hard for me, is so difficult for so many men. When, when I have met men who struggle with mental health, often it's combined with the fear of lack of money, lack of status, lack of. So I'm going to introduce my guest, Mr. Bobby Shaw. This is my husband. This is, um, this is me doing a bit of an experiment on why men don't talk. I mean, he speaks to me. Hey, Bobby, do you want to say hi? Greetings, greetings. So what do you think about men not being able to talk? Is this a real thing? Um, it's a generational um, upbringing throughout the ages. You, you were told um, to man up, don't cry as a, as a little boy, you, you, you know. Little girls will be hush and comforted. Little boys will tell, don't cry, you're a man. Man up and um, pull through it, you know. Push through the pain, push through the hurt. So we were really thought how to express ourselves from a tender age. And then in society, you were told you have to um, compete in schools, compete in athletics, compete... Mm. In the workforce, compete in life, compete in relationships. It's it's a never-ending story. So, um, the conversations we do have, and if we are speaking, we're speaking to other man who is in the same or similar situation. So it's it's double up the problem rather ah. than speaking to a professional. So we um we do tend to verbally express um how we feel but it's it's never generally in a situation where it can teach us how to maneuver the situation okay so that's interesting because you know you said quite a lot there very valuable very valuable insight what i want to know is what specifically when you were growing up what was there like a was there like a point where you realised you could not say how you were really feeling? Uh, no specific time. It, it was just gradually growing up, um, you know, growing with your mom, auntie. If you were fortunate to have a dad around there, he would tell you man up. So your mom was raising, she was raising soldiers, to be honest. Um, I grew up in a third world country, we call it ghetto. Um, you know, the average life male expectancy is probably about 15 year old. So, um, her duty was, um, to teach you how to survive <laughs> into adulthood. So, so it was, it was survival. And you said, you know, you said if you were fortunate to have a father figure. Yeah. 
So for those who didn't have a father figure, you had to kind of man up really quickly. Yeah, you you man up fast. So if you didn't have a father figure, you were basically the man of the house. So you were basically doing wow. Um, so you didn't have while to learning. So if you were doing while learning, you were basically the man in the house. I I I assume you had no. There's no. There's no avenue. There's no outlet for your emotions, really. Because you you've got to do stuff. You've got to, um, you got to. You have to do stuff. That's that's precisely what it is. If things has to get done. You crying. <laughs> you having a tantrum won't get it done. <laughs> so regardless of what you have, you have to put that aside and and. So you really have to. You really have to ignore your emotions. Mm, so to the fact, yeah. So, what happens to your emotions? What happens? What happens when you do that? No, nothing happens. It's it's still there. It's still a part of you. You just um, you you just train to suppress um the feeling of um speaking about it or having too much about it. It's it's not a bother. I mean, it does. The suppression affects um certain people. Um, every individual is different, so um the amount that you can suppress or it depends on your whole childhood your upbringing on their experience what you have experienced if if you can um hold that in then you push on and, and until the end of time but if not you're gonna find cracks in the tiles you know you're gonna have a bridge over troubled waters that you keep looking down and it, and, it, and the sea's getting rough so you're going to have to find an avenue where you, um, you know, get, get professional help. Okay, I see. So you see when you, um, when you have those, when you experience that stuckness of the emotion, you think, okay, you know, this is getting really bad. Does it affect relationships? Is it, is it normal? Is it common? I say normal. Is it common? that men who struggle emotionally struggle in their relationships even more so? Um, from your point of view, from a male point of view? I, I, from my point of view, I've never um, studied relationship. But <laughs> <laughs> what about your own experiences with friends and family? Um, I, I do have friends with problematic relationships um, and it's done to the person. Any relationship can work, providing both parties want it to work. But is it is that is there like you're right? It's down to the parties involved. But is there an emotional stuckness that men find difficult to connect with their partners? Yeah, we're gonna always have that divide um, because as men, we like to think that we're in control. And that's the issue, isn't it? Um, because the emotions make you feel, and that's the point, you just hit the nail on the head. Mm-hmm. Because we fear losing control, men are supposed to be in control. Yeah. Not understanding your emotions puts you in a state of feeling out of control. So to push the emotion down and to control it makes you feel like you're in control. Which then is counterproductive to the effect of the communication and interaction in, in the relationship. I mean, if you put it that way, that's more of a professional um, <laughs> statement. <laughs> um, but in, in layman terms, we'd like to be in control. 
But a lot of being in control is also giving control to a partner because a lot of the decision is made by a partner. And, but that's when the partner takes over every <laughs> single aspect of the relationship. I love how you're looking at me at this particular <laughs> point. <laughs> so, you know, generally, um, it becomes where it's difficult to speak directly to your partner because you're there thinking about... I mean, it, when you speak to your friends, generally you don't think about your friend's feelings mm -hmm. because you're not going to hurt his feelings. You understand? You can say anything out to your friend and your friend just accept it as it is and he'll reverberate back. And you'll still have that close friendship. Now, you say anything to your partner. <laughs> it's different. It's different because that's, that's going to be the trump card or the deciding factor. Like, ah, so you say this. Ah, you said that five years ago. And so we refrain from expressing ourselves to a partner. So but, but is, is that due to not having the tools in order to effectively communicate? Um, yeah, um, I, I would say... It's how we communicate. Um, mm. th that has an issue. We're um, between friends. The camaraderie is different. So, question: Suicide stats: over seventy-six percent are men. In your view, as a man, what does that mean to you? Uh. That's a great loss for the male population because that's um that's a high percent. One percent I think would be high enough. Mm. But seventy-six percent, I mean, I, I have to take time to to think about that. It's quite big, isn't it? I mean, is it is it surprising that because when I first discovered this, I recognised that it's not something we talk about. I mean, is this something you knew prior to obviously? being your wife and a therapist and banging on about it but beforehand were you aware that 76% of suicides were men I wasn't even aware of mental health before I met you to be <laughs> <laughs> I was just getting the job done uh, you don't speak about it you just do it uh, that, that was but based on the, the statistics that that demonstrates there is a real need, in my view, for men to learn how to speak and open up about their emotions. When, when you hear 76%, I mean, it, have you known anybody in your circle or people that you work with that were affected by their mental health, even during the pandemic or beforehand? I know kids who I was growing up, um, close friends who had um, issues, family issues, and he took his life. Wow. Um, so, you know. In Jamaica? Yeah, in Jamaica. How old was he? We were probably about 11, 12 at the time. Wow. I mean, and this is the thing. You know when that happened when you were young, and then she's grown up now into an adult? Can you see that it's still going on now, today? Young men are taking their lives. Men are taking their lives. Yeah. Even in the working environment, which I am now, um, I can't say where it is, but I have friends that when they talk, I have to say, you know what, you need to speak and get professional help, and I'll call and encourage them and send them a text and check to see how they're doing. 
because um you know they're not their normal self and when they do um say what the issue or say what problem they're having you know it's, it's really deep and it could go either way either they get help or they choose to just get out of the problem wow so this is so november it's november now you know what november is obviously you do because you hear me go on and on and on about it don't you um, but it's november and it's the first of november so this is the first of the month and what we do is what i do what many people do in mental health is focus on men's mental health and raising awareness do you think it's important november do you think it's important to actually raise mental health for men i think it's more than important so it should be stretched across um the 12 months, not just a month. So let me ask you this. What, 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 what do you do to improve your mental health? Um, I enjoy my job. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to send this to your supervisor. Um, yeah, I listen to music. You know, I have, I have that downtime. So... Do you um do you engage in talking about your feelings? Yeah, I do talk about my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> Not that my therapist listens. Though. <laughs> what are you trying to say, Mister Shaw? <laughs> Just saying, <laughs> we got the best therapist for free. <laughs> so, what what tips? would you give a man when it comes to being able to express themselves? Because what I'm trying to create for this month is a toolkit. And I want to understand from your point of view, what tips would you give? What tips do men need in order to speak? Tips is uh, one, have a close circle of friends. I mean, really close, as close as the fingers up on your hand. You don't need much more friends than that. Um, if you have a family network, have a family network. Um, and then, have professional help and through all of these um, avenues be honest um, where you, you speak it as it is they will understand sometimes it might come off a bit um, offish you know you might not say it the right way but they'll get the gist of what you're trying to say and I think that network will help to balance everything the family the friends and the professional help will kind of complete the, the circle with you so what actual things, you know, besides actually the family and friends, are there things that a man can do for himself? I mean, as a therapist, obviously, I'm aware of that. But from your point of view, what do you know to be aware of? What can you actually do for yourself if you, if you feel like you can't speak or if you feel that low that you want to take matters into your own hands? Obviously, I agree with you, go and see a therapist. But is there something, is there like, could a toolkit, of some kind be of benefit to a man because you could just pull something out and say okay this is the direction yeah you could you could do like um you know improvement yourself improve okay. you could do a sad course um huh, one of the courses <laughs> <laughs> my husband's <laughs> plugging my courses right now <laughs> <laughs> But that, that's a great tool, you know, you, you can... Um, so you like self-help? Yeah, self-help. I mean, because at the end of the day, it's going to be down to you. Um, you could 
you could also get um, follow a mentor online, a motivational speaker, and, and see how that helps. So actually, it's like actively engaging in how you feel and yeah. actively outsourcing resources. Okay, so thank you so much for joining me. It was a pleasure. I know, I kind of really forced you into this, didn't I? Didn't really let you have your own voice, made you. <laughs> Are you going to do anything special for November? I know you've already got a moustache. Normally, one grows a moustache. What are you going to do for, for, for November? Uh, I'm going to speak to other people and encourage them, other men to, you know, and encourage them to get um, professional help, podcasts, any way that I can help, you know. So you're going to be plugging it? Yeah. That's what we need, isn't it? We need the awareness. I'm, I'm going to be one of the community outreach um, I you going to do that? For Great Britain. And I say community, I'm not talking where I live. I'm talking to the whole of Great Britain, Europe. You're going to be the You're gonna be the guy, remember? I'm going to be the I'm guy. I'm expecting to see some. Well, you know what? Thank you so much. I really do appreciate you coming on because I, I didn't really discuss this with you. I just made you. That's because I know you have so much to offer and your words normally on point and they encourage me. So thank you, Bobby. I'm going to end this podcast. Um, thank you so much for listening. And I will be putting out more stuff on November Men's Mental Health Awareness Mama, which is a series I do on YouTube. My name is Desiree Shaw and your name is... Bobby Shaw. <laughs> and this is Why Men Don't Speak About Their Feelings, the introduction to November 2021. I'm on a mission to make therapy accessible and change the world one thought at a time. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any thoughts or ideas about men's mental health or you want to pipe in with some, you know, some sort, some support or maybe you want to give an idea about how to um, add to my toolkit, please contact me on my website. Details will be in the description box. Bye for now. (laughs) 